ان الله وملائكته يصلون على الصف الاول فرلي الله پاک ان فرشتاس send the blessings upon the first صف so whenever we come to try to fill in the صف from the front and thereafter the next one and the next one inshallah الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له فنشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألف لام ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم خيركم من تعلم القرآن وعلمه وكما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام الحمد لله respected elders and dear brothers all praises are due to Allah تبارك وتعالى that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with the wealth of Iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us all firm and steadfast upon Iman. May Allah pa give us our death upon Iman. And may Allah pa raise us up on the day of Qiyamah with Iman. We see that part of our aqaid, part of our belief, that we believe in all the kitabs that were sent down by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah pa sent down Various kitabs, various scriptures. Imam Mufassal, Amantu Billahi wa Malaikatihi wa Kutubihi wa Rusulihi wa Al-Yawmi Al-Akhiri wa Al-Qadari Khayrihi wa Sharrihi min Allahi Ta'ala wa Al-Ba'ati Ba'd Al-Mawd. The seven articles of faith, the seven things that we have to believe in. I bring Iman in Allah. I bring Iman in His Parishas, His Angel. I bring Iman in all the kitabs of Allah wa kutubihi The different different kitabs that Allah has sent down Wa rusulihi In all the anbiya, all the prophets that Allah has sent down Right from Adam alayhi salam Till finally Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam Approximately 124,000 anbiya alayhi salam came down Wa al the day of qiyamah Wa al-qadari khayrihi wa sharrihi min Allah ta'ala that all conditions, whether it's favorable conditions or it's difficult conditions, all conditions are from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالْبَعْثِ بَعْدَ الْمَوْتِ And life after death. That after we die, Allah Paak will raise us up once again. So these are the seven things that we have to bring iman in. So one of these seven things is وَكُتُبِهِ The kitabs of Allah. Allah Paak sent down the Torah to the Musa alayhi salatu salam. The Zabur was it Dawood what the Christians they say the Psalms the Zabur the Torah the Old Testament was it Musa the Injil what they call the New Testament was it Isa 
and the Quran Kareem to Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and there were various other smaller kitabs which are called Sahifas one Sahifa many Suhuf in the, in the Surah Sabbi Hisma we read Suhufi Ibrahim wa Musa the Sahifas of Ibrahim Salam and in addition to the Torah the Musa Salam also given Sahifas smaller booklets like that Hazrat Sheikh Ali Salam, Hazrat Idris Ali Salatu Salam, Hazrat Yahya Ali Salam, different of the Alim Salatu Salam are given smaller, smaller, smaller kitabs. But the four big kitabs are the Torah, Zabur, Injil, and the Quran. In regards to the Torah, Zabur, and Injil, these three, we see over a period of time, after the, the respective Ambiya Alim Salatu Salam left this dunya, the slowly, slowly the people started changing and bringing about <coughs> additions, subtractions and over a period of time they change the kitabs and see up to today they are still changing the kitabs for example now the Pope will have the right that no we are in a different time now, we are in a different era now now for example the era of LGBTQT so all those verses that are related to the that homosexuality and all that is totally haram, forbidden, let's take those verses out to fit in with the times, now put in some other verses. Now they'll make those changes. Like that we see the Yahud, when the <coughs> influential people, the rich people, they committed some crime. So those rabbis, talims, they should take out certain verses and change it to suit the rich people. And if a poor person, if a simple person committed some crime, so now he has to follow this law. For example, if a poor person stole, the law of Allah has cut their hands. So hand must be cut. If a rich person, well, there's another verse, you know, they change something and put in something else, well, this is a punishment for that person. And then over a period of time, they kept on changing, chopping, chopping, changing, till the whole kitab of this got changed. But the Quran Sharif, you see, Allah Pak says, Inna nahnu nazzalna dhikra wa inna lahu lahafidun. Allah Pak says, we reveal the Quran Kareem and we are definitely going to protect the Quran Sharif. So from the time it was revealed up to today until the day of Qiyamah, no one can interfere with the Quran Sharif. They can never ever change a single dot, a single sabr, zero page, nothing, nothing can be changed. And how much they try also, but they'll never ever succeed. For example, in the mid-1800s, so late 1700s and 1800s, when the British were ruling in India, and they see that the, the many, many crimes were committing, oppressing, oppressing the people, and the people in the forefront for the freedom struggle was the Muslims, not the Yahud, not the, Sikh, not the Hindus, not the Sikhs, no one else. It was the Muslims that were in a freedom struggle for India. Mahatma Gandhi came long afterwards. From the early 1700s, the ulama were in the forefront, the Muslims were in the forefront. So they started researching, how come the Muslims are so... They are not giving in, they are not, they're not like how say like bootlickers and they, they are not listening to us. They are fighting for the freedom. So after researching, researching, say now they are getting the strength from the Qur'an. So, 
they tried different different tactics. One tactic went on to a Quran Sharif burning campaign, where hundreds and thousands of over three hundred thousand copies of Quran Sharif were collected and burnt. Groups of soldiers were made out to go from village to village, place to place, collect the Qurans, collect the Qurans and burn, burn, burn Qurans. Over thirty to forty thousand ulama and hufas were massacred. From Delhi right up to Panipat, towards uh, the banks of the river Jamna, Ganga, all the trees were lined up with the bodies of ulama and hufas hanging. You see how many, how much atrocities are committed. They had big, big bags made of pig skin, pig skin joined together, and the bodies of the ulama were wrapped inside, tied up, and they shot at and killed, thrown in the rivers like that. A lot of atrocities are committed. So like that, one such group was made to burn the collect Qurans and burn the Qurans. So they reached one remote village and when they got there they see there is a small simple hut structure masjid and inside that there is an old Ustad Munshiji old man sitting with the small small children in the madrasa teaching them Quran Sharif So these soldiers with the big big bows pick this thing they go inside the masjid Quran Sharif Now the small little children and that old Ustad what can they do? These soldiers are fully armed with big, big boots, strong drills, like that, everything. So the children are looking, the Ustad is looking. He's just taking the Quran Sharif and burning. Finally, that old Ustad, he speaks out, addressing the soldiers. If you want, you can take all the Quran Sharif and burn it too. You will never succeed. And he makes a small little child stand up. Maybe six, seven year old child. Stand up. Better stand up. Start reading Quran. Now the small child starts reading the heart. A'udhu billahi min shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Allah gives a small child the himmat, the courage. Yeah? In front of these soldiers and all, he starts reading Quran. Starts Surah Fatiha. Then Alif Ramim. The soldiers are looking. So he says that you may be burning the, the copies of the Quran, the pages of the Quran. But this is one child you are seeing here. Like this, there are millions like this in the world. How many hearts of the children can you burn? You burn all the Qurans. It will always be rewritten and reprinted. You will never succeed. So this is a Quran Sharif Allah Pak has given us. The Kalam of Allah. In 1991, when the Gulf War took place, the first Gulf War, that war between Kuwait and Iraq, when Iraq had invaded Kuwait and the American armies came in, and all that whatever happened, happened. And after that, Iraq was taken over by the Americans and Saddam Hussein was killed. Then hundreds of missionaries were sent into Iraq, Christian missionaries. This article was in the daily news at that time, I remember it was a half-page article. And what these missionaries were doing? They were distributing Quran Sharifs. Christian missionaries were distributing Quran Sharifs. After a couple of days, people said, no man, simple people, the normal people, Arabic is their language, said, no, these Qurans have been interfered with. 
have been chopped and changed. Certain verses have been taken out, certain things have been added. So the people said, no, this is not the correct thing. And immediately they recognize this is not the correct thing. If someone had to, have to chop and change your Bible and give it to you, will you re- recognize it? Huh? Even the priests and the padres and the bishops and the popes will not even know. They have been chopped and changed. Huh? But the Quran Sharif, no one can interfere with the Quran Sharif. Huh? No one can interfere with the Quran Sharif. Allah Pak has taken it upon Himself to protect the Quran Sharif. Hmm? If you look at the South African history, the Muslims came into South Africa, the first Muslims came more than 300 years ago. Most of us, our forefathers are from India. When the indentured laborers were brought in, in the 1800s, 1850, 1840, 1850, 1860, around that time most of our, but about 150 years before that, the Dutch East India Company, when they had colonized Indonesia, Malaysia, that area, and they were also oppressing the Muslims there. And who was in the forefront of the freedom struggle there in Indonesia? It was also the Muslims, the, the ulama. So they used to capture them, and bring them to Cape Town, Robert Allen, for imprisonment. They should put them into prison here. And it was totally forbidden for them to practice on deen. If any one of them was found reading namaz, or learning and teaching Quran, or anything what to do, persecuted, punished, tortured, very, very severely. Then they were treated as slaves. They were all slaves. They were slaves of the Dutch when Yan Fan Ribik and all his people came there, so the Muslims were uh, their slaves. And it was totally forbidden for them to practice on Islam. So among those people was a very, very great alim, uh, Imam Abdul Salam, who's more affectionately known as Tuan Guru. Tuan Guru in the uh, Indonesian language means, I say like in Urdu, say Hazrat Molana. A title of respect. So Tuan Guru, his resting place, his cover is there in Robben Island. Huh? Allah Pak used him while he was in imprisonment. From memory, he wrote the entire Quran Sharif Bahat. He wrote the entire Quran Sharif Bahat, secretly he wrote the Quran Sharif, very secretly. And later on, when they checked it up, they only found five mistakes that were not word mistakes, but what was like writing mistakes. We call it script mistakes, or calligraphy or manuscript mistakes. It wasn't like word mistakes. And up till today, that Quran Sharif is present. Where it is kept? In Awal Masjid in Bokap, in Cape Town. Awal Masjid means the first masjid. The first masjid in South Africa. Uh, is in Bokap in Cape Town. And that masjid also has got a history. Hmm? Who was the person that donated the land and gave the funds for that masjid? It was one lady. And up till today the light account comes under her name because the title deeds are in her name. Her name was Sarki Fandakap. 
Sarthi means a small Sara, her name was Sara. And because she may, may have been short in build or small in build, so she was known as Sarki, Sarki Fandakav. Until today the light account comes in her name. So that Quran Sharif is kept in that masjid. Those that are going to Cape Town, we will make it a point of going to this Awal Masjid, the first Masjid in Cape Town. They put it in a showcase there, and the first at Quran Sharif. So what I'm trying to say, the Quran Sharif, even if you look at our South African history, how Allah preserved the Quran Sharif in our country also. So in different, different parts of the world, people will try to interfere with the Quran, shop and change the and today also it's still happening. And we continue happening, the Yahud, the Sarah, they are not happy that the Muslims are progressing, the Muslims are going from cent to cent, Islam is flourishing, Islam is spreading. They say all the time, they want to attack the Muslims, they want to do this to the Muslims, they do something and bring the Muslims. But Allah Pak has given us Iman, Allah Pak has given us the Quran. We should be proud of the fact that we are people of Iman. Allah Pak has given us the Adhan, Allah Pak has given us the Masjid, Allah Pak has given us Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Pak has given us the Kaaba Sharif. I mean, what a great honor. Allah Pak has given this Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the Kaaba Sharif. Allah Pak gave us the Green Dome in Madina Munawara. What ni'mas Allah Pak has given us? Hmm? One, the few children that were like, I you know children they uh, boast and compete with one another. So from different, different countries. So one child was saying that you know, in our country we've got the table mountain. One child was saying, well, our country we've got this, we've got that, we've got that. So that small child from Makkah Sharif said, in our place we've got the Kaaba Sharif. Mountains get everywhere in the world. Huh? Waterfalls you get in different, different parts of the world. Uh, that animal and that animal get different things. But anywhere else you get the Kaaba Sharif. Can anywhere else you get, get the Green Dome? Can anywhere else you get Madina Sharif, a Jannat ka Tukra? So Allah Pak has given this Ummat all these ni'mat. How much shukar is make that Allah Pak made us in the Ummat of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Pak has given us his deen. Allah Pak has given us the Quran Sharif. Let us hold steadfast to our deen. Yeah. Especially now in schools will be opening next week inshallah. And the madrasas also will be opening. How much fikr we make for sending our children to school and all. Much more than that we have to have worry and concern of sending our children to madrasa. Uh, learning the Quran Sharif, reading the Quran Sharif, memorizing the Quran Sharif, uh, bringing an attachment to the Quran Sharif. So one day we are going to die and go away. Do you want to recall other people and pay other people to come read Yasin for us? Or my own son must read Yasin for me at my, my own cover. What do we want? Or my own child to read my Salatul Janaza and make Dua and Fatiha for me? Or other people must be paid to do it? Uh, no, my own children must do it for me. I die on my child to read Quran Sharif for me, to make dua for me. In my house, there will be daily tilat of Quran taking place, daily reciting Surah Yasin in the morning taking place, daily the Surah will be recited in my house. You will be dead and gone. But how will that continue? From now, making worry and concern that how can I send my children to Madrasa? How they can learn the Quran Sharif? How they can learn the Ahadith of Rasulullah? How they can learn the namaz, how they can learn the simple basic rules and regulations of taharat, go to the toilet, istinja, uh, how you wash in the toilet, how you make kuzu, how you make ghusal, where are they going to learn this?
school is not a teacher Maldus. Huh? School will teach you one plus one is three. Huh? May sound as a joke, but all wrong wrong things they are teaching them. And as you're getting closer to Qiyamat, the amount of fitnas that are coming, uh, we shall stay to stretch away our Iman. Something that was unheard of, you cannot even think. For example, in the Mubarak lands of Makkah Sharif, Madina Sharif, in the land of Saudi Arabia, in the school syllabus from the side of the government, they've taken out a lot of Islamic studies, now you have to study Hinduism, Buddhism, and all Christianity, Judaism. Imagine, the Qaeda of Islam has been taken out and all these Aqaids are being put in. And it's happening on a worldwide scale. It's happening in our country also. When we were small, you go to school and now school is two different things. Open up a child's textbook, you'll be shocked what we see there. Hmm? This education, all the haram educations and all those things are happening. So, that, that link with our Iman is a madrasas. How we can send our children to madrasa, learn Quran Sharif, etc. So when we pass away, there will be an asset for us, there will be coolness for our eyes, inshallah. So all of us speak near inshallah. Our children, our grandchildren, or maybe if I have no children, neighbor's children, or my friend's children, or someone in the neighborhood, uh, make worry and concern, hey, you know, you're not in madrasa, but madrasa is there. Morala is teaching, Apa is teaching, they go. But we, I, I may be dead and gone, but if I encourage one child to go madrasa, as long as that child is reading Quran, the sahab will continuously come to me. Allah pa give all of us to make amal. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah. Rabbil alamin.